You're listening to the RSA Conference podcast, where the world talks security. Hello, listeners, and welcome to this edition of our RSAC 365 podcast series. Thanks so much for tuning in. I'm your host, Casey Zirkus, content strategist with RSA Conference, and today I'm joined by two guests who are going to discuss governance and risk oversight to help build a quantum-ready board. Before we get started, I want to remind our listeners that here at RSAC, we host podcasts twice a month, and I encourage you to subscribe, rate, and review us on your preferred podcast app so you can be notified when new tracks are posted. And now I'd like to ask Maeva and Lily to take a moment to introduce themselves before we dive into today's topic. Maeva, over to you. Hello, Casey. Hello, everyone. Thank you very much to you, Casey, and to your team at RSAC for this invitation. It's a great honor to join you to discuss today's special topic, a quantum ready board. I am the chair of the Quantum AI Institute. I'm also the host of the Quantum AI Institute podcast. I've worked as senior fellow of HQS Quantum Simulations, the leading quantum computing software company based in Germany, and as a scholar for the JQI, the joint Quantum Institute. It's a NIST-supported quantum research institution. And NIST, as many of you know, is a vital government agency within the U.S. Department of Commerce. I've held different roles in cybersecurity risk management. I'll share a few quick examples. I've worked on a corporate board-level cybersecurity initiative at John Hancock, Manulife, the diversified financial services company which provides a broad range of investment products and insurance to institutional clients and to retail customers. I've also worked in cybersecurity strategy and risk management on the information security team at Zillion Health, a digital health company that leverages IoT devices via HIPAA compliance multi-tenant cloud platform. I was previously the cybersecurity blockchain global group leader for the Cloud Security Alliance, and I'm also the former chair of the quantum security group for IEEE. Thank you again for this opportunity. I'm looking forward to a great discussion. Great to have you here, Maeva. Lily, take a moment to introduce yourself. Hello, my name's Lily Chen. I'm the manager of cryptographic technology in National Institute of Standards and Technology. Uh, NIST has 50 years of history in cybersecurity and cryptography standards. The quantum wave has pushed the NIST team to the front to lead the development of the quantum-resistant cryptography standards. In May of 2022, National Secure MIMO 10 tasked the NIST for the transition to quantum-safe cryptography. Thanks for the opportunity to discuss this topic. Well, I am super excited to have you both here. Thank you so much for taking the time to join us. I want to start by asking each of you to explain what it means to be quantum ready. 
Why is this something that organizations need to be thinking about? And what changes are expected that would necessitate a strategic approach to actually preparing for quantum? In essence, what is the quantum threat, if you will? Maeva, let's start with you. Sure. But before we discuss the quantum threat and quantum readiness, given the broad reach of your global audience, I'd like to supply a very brief introduction to quantum computing. Quantum computers, they're a new class of special purpose machines. An essential promise of quantum computers is their potential to perform certain types of calculations exponentially faster than classical computers. These machines introduce a fundamentally different computation method, which could enable computing power that's not currently possible with classical computers for some types of calculations. And because of this extraordinary capacity, quantum computers may transform society and many industries because they could help solve business problems of great importance as well as important problems for humanity. Consequently, although these technologies are still in early development phases, critical sectors such as the pharmaceutical industry have been exploring different quantum computing applications. And because of this extraordinary capacity that is expected of some mature quantum computers as they emerge, boards of directors should also understand their catastrophic potential and prioritize quantum computers when considering cybersecurity risks. Now let's transition to your quantum threat questions. An essential pillar of cybersecurity is cryptography. However, in recent decades, what we've learned is that as more mature quantum computers emerge, public key cryptography deployed throughout the world will be at risk. Hence the quantum threat to existing cyber systems. In essence, most cryptography protocols rely on computational assumptions, specifically the hardness of solving certain math problems. And as some of these more mature quantum computers emerge, some of these machines will have the capacity to decrypt some of the widely used cryptography protocols because some of these computational assumptions could be broken by advanced algorithms or more powerful computers. And it's important to recognize that a quantum algorithm with that capability already exists, Shor's algorithm. And the existence of one known capability suggests the potential existence of other hidden ones. So ultimately, the risk is that as some mature quantum computing technologies emerge, they'll render some cryptography protocols fundamentally unsafe. They're expected to render encrypted information legible because generally encryption methods used throughout the world derive their strength, as I previously mentioned, from the difficulty of solving certain math problems. So this is a considerable risk for boards of directors. Thanks for all of that um, really rich explanation and uh, context for our, our listeners to help understand 
Lily, I want to turn to you and ask, how are cryptography algorithms used today for cybersecurity? And why is it challenging to migrate to post-quantum cryptography? What are the best cryptographic solutions that organizations should be implementing? Today, cryptography has become a cornerstone for cybersecurity. Here, we need to introduce two kinds of cryptographies currently in use, public key cryptography and symmetric key cryptography. Um, public key cryptography is used to establish keys between uh, communication parties so that they can share the same established key and symmetric key algorithms to protect bulk data like emails, voices, transactions, and other things. Um, public key cryptography can also be used for digital signature. Digital signature can do authentication and also can provide code signing to prevent malware and malicious software attack when we download and install applications and update software to our laptops and smartphones. Due to Schroth's algorithm, the current well-deployed public key cryptography systems will be broken by quantum computers. Because cryptography has been used everywhere, replacing them with quantum safe counterpart will be a very challenging task. Because in today's world, we cannot afford internet crashing. We need a smooth transition. So in order to ensure a smooth transition, what changes are expected? Particularly, what changes would necessitate a strategic approach to helping to prepare for quantum? Maeva? Sure. So as I previously mentioned, the great concern is that as some mature quantum computers with greater capacity emerge, some of these machines will have the power to solve math problems that give many of today's cryptographic algorithms their strength. And transitioning an enterprise's systems to new cybersecurity solutions will require a strategic approach because such a massive migration plan will simply require significant resources, investment, and time. And so given that thoughtful deployment is needed uh, for such a migration plan, a phased approach will be necessary for most enterprises. A brief example, if you consider taking inventory of all deployed cryptographic systems in a large global enterprise, this would be a tremendous project. It would require significant resources and effort. I like to emphasize that because public key cryptography has become a part of our cybersecurity infrastructure, we must be very well aware that the massive transition would not be an easy task. The better we prepared, the less chance for interruption for cybersecurity and operation. So 
If we're to be forward thinking, uh, you know, we recognize that this is going to be a vast undertaking and requires a strategic approach, right? But forward thinking means that we have to have the resources to be able to think about, you know, future needs when our day-to-day activity is really focused on what's happening right now and what are the threats that I'm facing right now. So given that context, why is this something organizations need to be thinking about now? Well, the reality is that sensitive data with a long lifespan is vulnerable now. So it's important to acknowledge that bad actors can harvest encrypted data now and hoard it to decrypt later when these mature quantum computers with greater capacity emerge. Hence, it's important to act now and deploy quantum safe solutions, particularly for enterprises, because quantum computing technologies are maturing quickly. Lily, what are some things that folks should start to be doing now in order to prepare for a migration? Um, to properly plan the migration, I think the first thing the organizations should start is an inventory to make sure they understand where public key cryptography has been used and for what purpose. That, I think, is a very important first step. Maeva, then if we acknowledge that first step, um, can you share maybe your perspective on the best way to, what are the next steps to prepare for this quantum threat? We've taken the inventory, now what? It's important to recognize, especially as it relates to board of directors, that we've entered a new era in cybersecurity. So the companies they oversee, um, as it relates to oversight of cyber risk, it should be managed very differently. First and foremost, I would suggest to have a solid understanding of what is at risk as it relates to the quantum threat. And a key step that Lily just mentioned was to assess where uh, PKC has been used. But overall, as I said, it's important to understand what is at risk, meaning, and that is the security of all critical information systems, as well as data. And so my recommendation is that boards should push for a practical governance model from the organizations that they oversee in order to effectively manage the complexity of a migration plan to post-quantum cryptography. So board members should provide oversight that includes consistent review of meaningful key performance indicators and an example in order to track migration progress. At the end of the day, management needs strong quantum cyber risk guidance from board members. So clear leadership from boards of directors is needed in order to help management with a practical strategy. So my suggestions is that boards of directors should have a clear plan uh, to provide effective enterprise guidance on this topic, because without a well-established engagement model, boards will struggle. As a result, they will simply not have the right level of impact vis-a-vis the organizations that they oversee as it relates to the quantum threats. And um, there are a couple of solutions for organizations to consider. One option is referred to as post-quantum cryptography, 
or PQC, which is also known as quantum safe cryptography. And this solution refers to a new generation of algorithms based on mathematical problems deemed secure against quantum attacks based on current research. So they're deemed safe from quantum computing decryption. And an essential aim of PQC is to identify algorithms that are resistant to attacks by both traditional and quantum computers. So these solutions can be quite convenient because they also work on traditional computers. One alternative option is quantum cryptography. And one such solution is QKD, quantum key distribution. And this has been determined to be safe from decryption by quantum computers. However, it requires special quantum hardware in order to transmit information, you know, to process information and to store quantum information. You know, we've sort of established that the quantum threat should be a recurring agenda item for boards, but what are some issues that could arise that they should be looking out for? A key issue is that a rush deployment of new cybersecurity solutions will inevitably lead to many security vulnerabilities that will be exploited. I've personally experienced the many unpredictable challenges of massive migration to new cybersecurity solutions while working on a corporate board level initiative at John Hancock. And mitigating risks to vulnerable cryptographic systems is of great strategic importance vis-a-vis enterprise resilience. And as I just mentioned, many unexpected challenges arise when migrating the enterprise to new cybersecurity solutions. So boards of directors should ensure that the organizations that they oversee understand their specific quantum related risks now so that they can develop enterprise-wide plans for their data and their information systems to be resilient to quantum attacks. So Lily, what is NIST's plan in developing post-quantum cryptography standards? NIST has started to develop the post-quantum cryptography standards since 2016. Uh, This is a kind of multi-party engagement with academic and industry and with the research community. The scope of these PQC standards cover key establishment and digital signatures, which are the essential tools for cybersecurity. After six years, a long journey, NIST announced the third round selection in July 2022. Uh, the draft uh, PQC standards are expected to be released in 2023 for public comments. Um, the first site of PQC standards will be finalized in 2024. It's coming for sure, right? And I think it's going to be more commonplace sooner than we think. Uh, you know, it was definitely one of the trends that we saw in the RSA conference uh, submissions that came through for 2023's event. And, you know, there's no doubt that quantum is certainly becoming a more common part of the cybersecurity vernacular. You've given our listeners a lot to think about and some great guidance. So before we wrap up, do you have any words of wisdom that you'd like to share? 
Sure. Quantum state cryptography or PQC should become a necessary part of cybersecurity in this era of quantum computers. Having said this, I highly recommend that enterprises consider implementing both PQC solutions and QKD solutions to help ensure the highest level of cybersecurity. Essentially, the cryptographic ecosystem of the organizations that boards of directors oversee will be strongest when both families of solutions are deployed. Because together, both families of solutions will provide cybersecurity protection that cannot be achieved by either family of solutions alone. Uh, some people uh, consider the quantum challenge to cybersecurity to be another Y2K. Uh, in my opinion, I want to say it is um, much harder to deal with than Y2K. Uh, start to, uh, to make an inventory prototype PQC in different applications, identify issues and the barriers, adopt standards when they are available. Thank you so much for that. Super helpful. And it was so great to have both of you with us. Listeners, thank you for tuning in to find products and solutions related to quantum and risk management. We invite you to visit rsaconference.com forward slash marketplace. Here you'll find an entire ecosystem of cybersecurity vendors and service providers who can assist with your specific needs. Please keep the conversation going on your social channels using the hashtag RSAC and be sure to visit rsaconference.com for new new content posted year-round.